forever. Dog. Welcome back to the Crackle Network, everybody. Um, I'm Jerry Seinfeld. And I am the person he ran over in his car in the unreleased episode of Comedians in Cars. I He was in the car with, with uh, James Corden. They were too busy. Which was singing, weird for James Corden not to drive. So yeah. he put a Fisher Price steering wheel on that side of the car so James Corden could think he was driving because yeah. in England, you see, it's on the we right side. drive on the left side of the road. And the steering wheel is on the right side, see? And so it's wheel- very easy to convince James Corden that he's taping an episode, mm-hmm. a segment. I don't know what you call carpool karaoke. What I call it is uh, my remote's clearly broken because this is on my television. Time to go get some triple A's and be able to change a channel. retiring from that show no makes me feel no like it's gonna be a little tough for him to sing in the car mm-hmm. like nobody's watching for a beat or two he'll go give me a beat yeah six months from after he retires people in los angeles are gonna see him driving around with a uh, a mannequin done up to look like uh robert pattinson and he's gonna be driving around going uh like uh, he's gonna be driving the the answer, and my friend is blowing in the wind as they drive all over L.A. <laughs> be like, oh, is he doing a new season? No, it's very sad. He has like Katy Perry locked in his trunk. It's <laughs> like yeah. he's like, that's not how raw goes. What if Jerry Seinfeld crashed into James Corden? Wouldn't that be the ultimate thing if they got in a fender bender? I think that's going to be the way to determine Los Angeles's next mayor. Mm-hmm. They're going to play a game of chicken. Yeah, they're driving both <laughs> at each other like an old-fashioned joust, like and, a um, a rockabilly showdown, mm-hmm. then, a duel, as it were. Yeah, and Jerry's driving, and he's like, "I'm not going to flinch," and then suddenly he swerves at the last second. Skids. Colin Jost goes crashing through the windshield across the hood. <laughs> On the 101. I know Lin-Manuel Miranda already wrote Hamilton and made it modern by featuring rap. Yes. However, what if Mm -hmm. Hamilton were more like Greece and instead of dying in a duel at the end, spoiler, with Aaron Burr, Mm -hmm. they played they go on a chicky run. Mm-hmm. So hold on a second. Then, he dies yeah. at the end of Hamilton. He dies at the end of Hamilton. Well, Hamilton dies that. at the end I'm of Hamilton. I'm not that. He gets shot by Aaron Burr. Okay. They go take. They go back to back, gentlemen. You hold your gun in the air. They go uh, ten paces. One, two, three, 
four, mm-hmm. a five, a six. So that's and so, then they so go, hating lollipop. The, the, you're doing the owl seven, from the a, a eight, two, a three, a four. A th- Man, I could go. And then they go eight, nine, ten. Bert spins around. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Shoots the freaking shoots Hamilton. Mm-hmm. End of the play. And the lights just go dark on stage. And then they sing very quietly. We go together uh, like shabadabalabadabadingadidinga dong. So it's like a moody, a moody, moody Grease Hamilton mm-hmm. mashup. Any song can fit those that moody, spooky trailer yes. thing. Where yes, because that like if you did that Grease song, it would be like, yeah. That's the way it should be. And it's like, it would be like we'll scary. Always yeah. Be t- oh, it would be a, one of those horror movies where they have children sing yeah. and you're like, whoa, there's a child singing a nursery rhyme? How scary is this movie going to yeah. be? Yeah. Like a kid going, like, one, two, buckle my shoe. And you're like, ah, fun. this is too scary. Can Sandy do that yet, Brett? Uh, what's that? Can he do one, two, buckle my shoe, three, four, close the door? Uh, no, he can't. Uh, he he doesn't have the power of speech yet. He well, can't if he yet. does, where are we start at on that? We got chanting. an ETA. Yeah, 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 exactly what I'm thinking. Every day I wake up and I say, "When are we gonna start talking here? When are, when are the words gonna start coming I'm out?" I'm talking here. I have no here. idea what you're saying yeah. to me. I'm talking here. Yeah, maybe those would be Sandy's first words. You'll take him to New York, and then he'll go in the crosswalk, and the cab will screech, and he'll slap on the hood. He'll say, lift Which me is, up, Papa. in my opinion, a problem with your parenting if that yeah. happens. <laughs> yeah, you got to you gotta, you gotta throw them out at some point. Let them fend for themselves. You know, and meanwhile, you find out that's better. a special episode of freaking Weekend at Bergman's. Yeah. Where like, Brett's like, my kid's dressed up as Ratso Rizzo, but not Rizzo, but also he's acting it out. Well, there you and go, Joe's bro. like, I was not informed about this. Meanwhile, Joe is dressed head to toe like the like the clown Bill Murray is in Quick Change. <laughs> yeah, you should do He's one back in the studio. Yeah, you dress like Ratso Rizzo, and Joe dresses like Rizzo from Greece. Right there, there's an episode. That's a fantastic idea. We're gonna add it to the list. Um, and of course, we're talking about Weekend at Bergman. He says that when he podcast. doesn't mean it. Sometimes no, the list. Have you ever noticed that? That's Sharpling, a great idea. We're going to that one to the list. Mr. Tom Sharpling, I've my friend that. for life, my co-host and friend, my, you, my my brother in arms. Yeah, and and legs. Thank you. I do have legs. He's got legs, and he knows and he's also got feet from. attached. Welcome to Double Threat, starring Joy your two Klausner. favorite idiots, musical guest Tom Sharpley. So it's the Halloween episode. Ooh, I One, like this. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, better lock the door. You're going. I don't have any more fingernails to bite. Yeah, I tell you. These kids are going, Miss Mary Mac, Mac, Mac. I'm going, turn it off. Yeah. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. 
Was that like a vaudeville, like sticky thing would be for a man to be scared? Because it seems like the cowardly lion in Wizard mm -hmm. of Oz, it sort of seems like that was lifted from a vaudeville routine that that killed every time. Mm -hmm. I mean, the idea of him oh. being like uh, cowardly. I don't want to. I don't want to. People are like, ah, <laughs> what a yeah. fool. What a fool. What a way for a man to be. Yeah. Isn't it so funny to think like there was a point when people were like, oh, my God, I saw the greatest movie ever. What was it called? <laughs> the Wizard of Oz. I didn't hear about that this. What is it? Oh, you got to just see this thing. I'm telling you, it's not. Well, what's it about? It's it's too hard to explain. It's just like they did it with a no. At one point, no one knew what that was. Right. Like, I just saw the greatest movie ever. You gotta believe a train was coming through this. That's what I was thinking. You were setting up <laughs> was that it was just a guy on a bicycle or something. Yeah. I, I like those old those old movies, the silent movies where you put a quarter into the viewfinder and it was like it was like um the Salome dancing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Back when Or uh, like harem girls dancing with a fan and you're like, oh my God. This is the sexiest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna explode. Yeah. Back then. You put a nickel in the old Nickelodeon. You put a nickel in the Nickelodeon. And first of all, that was like the equivalent of $50 back then. You put $50, which took you like, and then, I think, two months to earn at the factory. Yeah, two months to earn. You put the nickel in the thing. And then you got to turn the thing. You got to get to work. You then. turn the crank. Well, yeah. the that, I mean, I don't want to be lewd, but just because this isn't, we're all adults and this is education. They had men turn the crank so that their hands were occupied. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so they, because otherwise, there's going to be a, a, a harem, a harem lady. Oh, my God. I can't even yeah. believe the idea. So it would be like, we want you to crank this so you don't crank that. So you don't crank that. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's a woman with a veil on yeah. showing her goddamn navel button. I tell you. Going, there's a place in France where the naked ladies dance. <laughs> Keep cranking, buddy. Yeah. I gotta go backwards. I gotta crank it backwards. Gotta crank it she, backwards so she put her clothes on. She put the clothes now on. Now it looks like it's cold out and she's leaving. Yeah. All right, Buster, you're out of here. Come on, we've got a line of people yeah. dying to see this this uh the 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 dance of uh is it Salome? The dance or is it of the salami? Seven I forget. Bells. I forget how to pronounce her name. It'd be like uh, no Sam's no back cranking, no back cranking, only forward cranking, yeah. and then they're like, "What is what's going on?" They they're wheeling in a new machine. It goes, "We got a new one. It's called Samson and Delilah go to Sweden." Wait, do you see this? Uh, she, uh, you see her shoulder. <laughs> She's they're they're in nature. You know what yeah. I mean? Na yeah. Hey, you know what I mean? Yeah. Nature. Yeah. Is your wife a naturalist? Does she like nature? Say no more. These are porn things. Harem, women, Salome, mm -hmm. naturalism, mm -hmm. Swedes. These are all euphemisms for filth. Yeah. And what else? Mata Hari. I feel like, oh, it's Mata Hari. The legend of Mata Hari. And yeah. like. Susquehanna Hat Company. Susquehanna Hat Company. 
uh, it's a story about a woman who's overworked. She goes, I wear a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. And, and they're like, really? And she goes, literally. She just keeps taking off hats after hats after hats. Mm-hmm. Finally, it comes down to a beret. Then camera pulls back. She's completely naked. <gasps> Scandalous. That was what got the Nickelodeon... Yeah. <laughs> the Nickelodeon Depot uh-huh. in Newark, New Jersey was destroyed in a raid. Yeah, they raided it. They smashed up all those Nickelodeons. They said, we're getting this filth out of our community. This is not what Newark is about. No. You remember this. I do remember the good old days. I'm 110 years old, so I do remember. <laughs> I remember when they smashed up the Nickelodeons in... Uh, Depot. <laughs> the Nickelodeon it Depot. It was the... Oh. As a, as a youth, you would go there. You would bring your hoop and stick. Mm-hmm. I'd roll my you hoop your, and stick. I'd have an your orange that gum. I got for Christmas that I was still saving. Your this, bubble gum tasted mm-hmm. like, like um, what was the flavor they used to flavor bubble gum back then? Whorehound. Was it, just, it was whorehound gum. Yeah. And, and you couldn't blow bubbles in it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, the technology had not advanced to that point where you could blow bubbles with your gum yet. Right. Uh, gentlemen, I want to propose to you my latest invention. You all know chewing gum. Yes, rabble, 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 of course, chewing gum. We love it very much. It couldn't be perfected. What well, is this person course, about well, to uh, say? Get ready for this. Hold on to your sock garters, gentlemen. My sock garters are perfectly robust. I needn't hold on to them. They do their jobs. Nothing will improve be- technologically. Because chewing gum... Yes, has now gum. been improved with... How would that be possible? Bubble! What? Gum. What? what? Bubbles? What could you possibly... Is this madman talking about soap? That's what? how I know bubbles. Right. Then they cut bubbles? to Darth Vader goes, what? <laughs> Brent, remember when Darth Vader went, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. One of the great lines in movie history. What? <laughs> I have you now. What? Can we put that? Can we add that? I know what you're going to say, Brett, and I don't want you to treat this dismissively. I mm-hmm. want you to do this for real. Please. I beg of you as a friend and a respected okay. colleague. Please start a list of things that will go on the double threat soundboard and add what to it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let me get right on that. What? I have you now. What? <laughs> James Earl Jones is like, you sure you don't want me to do it again? They're like, no, we got it. Really? That was a good take. What? You think James Earl Jones was asking questions? Did he have the helmet on or was that someone else? No, that was someone else. Why am I asking this? Julie, let me tell you. Why about, do you put me, me in the position to ask these questions this about is, things you know I don't want to know? Well, this is one this is legitimately funny and you'll enjoy this. Yeah. When they were filming the movie Star Wars. They found this like farmer dude who was you. just huge. They're like, put this outfit on, this Darth I, Vader thing. I know this. So you this told guy puts this to it me. I, I'm remembering now that and, you've. And then he's yeah. acting and he's just like, he's got like this northern accent. He's just like, I want you to get the rebels to me. You get me a rebel base. I want to know where the rebels are. And he thought his voice was going to be the voice of the movie. He was shocked. To find out he was replaced. And he still was mad about it. I want to know something. Yes. 
Is this the origin story of replacement theory? <laughs> it actually is. David Prowse. David Prowse started replacement theory. Hmm. They replace you the way they replaced me in Star Wars. I'm up there walking around swinging my lightsaber. And I check. Next thing it ain't my ain't me voice. Hey everybody, Tim Heidecker here with huge news. Office Hours Live recorded another episode live. It was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scovel, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh, yeah. And the Trinity's here, DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger the Fourth. Hi, hi, hi. Can't we, wait for the fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you. If you find us on the podcast app of your choice, now. We really are doing, it's, a, it's we're doing our SNL. We're doing the work. We're doing our S. This is SNL right now. SNL wishes. And Brett is our Lorne Michaels. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're Molly Shannon. Thank you. And I'm George Coe. Okay. Coke, I say. Gorn Michaels, is that anything? Gorn from Star Trek? I was thinking like horn, like horny Michaels, if there's like a sexed up horn Mike, horny Mike, I don't know. Yeah. The Lorne identity. And he wakes <laughs> That's fun. up. fun. I like, like that. I like that. Who am I? I'm not sure who I am. I need to figure out where all of these uh, spy things came from. I woke up in the ocean. <laughs> He trains like like he's like Bob Odenkirk. Can I ask you about your training regimen for the nobody? I'm 79 years old and I'm thinking mm-hmm. of becoming yeah. an action star. Yeah, I'm gearing up. I'm not winding down. Yes, I'm going to be the Lorne identity, and then the Lorne ultimatum. Then the Lorne I'm ultimatum. doing the theme song called "Lorne to Be Wild." Lorn in the USA. <laughs> it's just an album of him doing. Lorne Lorn to, ru- Lorn to run. Lorne to run. Lorne to die. Lorne in the USA. What do you call Lorne Michaels when he's sad? For Lorne Michaels? God damn it. There it is. <laughs> I like it. I liked it. It just means we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah, you don't no, need yeah, to start cussing. You're in the octagon, Brett. You're in the octagon. It's not these other podcasts on the network where they would suddenly have to take out a, a dry erase board and figure that out. You put that thing out, Julie gets in two seconds. You're in the comedy octagon, boy. We're jamming <laughs> and everyone has their instruments strapped to their chest. Yeah. You hear me, boy? I, You're in the comedy octagon right now. I know, but I got the most approved, so it gives, makes me insecure. <laughs> Tom, what is going on with what you're saying? What are you talking about? The octagon? Yeah, Brett, Brett thought he was going to slip. It's it's an MMA thing. That's where. You, oh, it is. Okay, yeah. got it. No, Brett. Brett thought he was going to slip one through, and like it was going to be a stumper. Like, oh, maybe I'll tell him at the end of the show what that one is. Mm. Like he's like at the end of the show. Okay, guys, you kick it around, but we got a show to do. At the end of the show, I'll reveal what my jo- the answer to my riddle. <laughs> and Julie's like forlorn. <laughs> Almost before I had finished. It was really yeah. it was really impressive. Yeah. I like riddles. I don't think they need to be hard in order to be fun and satisfying. Yeah. 
Well, you two are the fastest, the sharpest, the funniest minds in the game. There's We're no doubt the about it. We're the fastest draw. We, you know how they would say that, Tom? Who would say that? Fast draw, right? Yeah. At yeah. high noon. Mm-hmm. And it meant who could reach their their gun the fastest. Mm-hmm. Like high, on high noon. Mm-hmm. And then in, in cartoons, they'd say draw. And someone would actually draw a picture. And you'd think, when will my parents come home and yeah. feed me? Bugs Bunny would draw a pistol. Uh-huh. And he'd have those spurs on. He would just I mean, have it's a, a cowboy look. hat. He wore a cowboy hat. He had a, a belt. A belt. A belt and spurs. Yeah. Is all he wore. I mean, they could have at least put him in a jock strap. Yeah, or some chaps. But no, he just had a cowboy hat, a low-hanging belt. Look, it's a very droopy belt. It covered well. It didn't cover the tail. It probably like went up over the tail. The tail was probably what kept it from on from falling down. Yeah, and then he would do a little dance to the music of remember that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I recognize it from the ending. This is the kind of stuff. Oh, if only Julie and I could take this stuff and do it in front of you. I wish we could do these kind of bits in front of a live audience. Me too. Oh, Tom and Julie, I've got fantastic news for you then. What's that, Brett? Well, uh, Double Threat, we are doing our first. They're in the books. They're scheduled, and tickets are on sale right now. We are doing our first two live shows. Not live streams. Mm -hmm. Live shows. Mm -hmm. Live and in person on a stage in New York and L.A. later this year. We're going to be... Did you guys not know about this? Is this news? This is news to me. A stage with lights? Well, I hope uh, these dates work for you. Uh, Microphones? Microphones. Uh, Here are my blackout dates. Yeah, please. Okay. July 4th. Days where you blackout. July 4th. Okay. These are days where you blackout. Big Patriot. After you eat too much. July 5th, uh, Patriot Boxing Day. Okay. July 3rd is a holiday. July 3rd is a holiday I celebrate. Julie Day! It's called Julie Day. It's the day that God brought... Julie Klausner to Earth. <laughs> it's the day that, Ju- that God was like, Julie, I'm going to need you to come into my office. Yeah. Cl- God was like, close the door. It's like, it's time for you to go to Earth. So my blackout dates, July 3rd, July 4th, July 5th. So far, so good. July, uh, no more in July, no more in August. Um, mm-hmm. Busy, really busy on September 28th. I have nothing. And I don't have any availability on October 20th. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a problem. Uh, no wiggle room, no flexibility on those dates. Well, uh, the 28th I like to, and the 20th. I, that's exactly what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to go to the wiggle room. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to shake my booty. Yeah, at the wiggle room. Mm-hmm. They and won't that let me is in. I'm always name. outside the velvet rope. I'm always like, come on, let me in. Let me in. Let me in the wiggle room. Because like too many you're dudes not dressed, in there. You're not dressed appropriately for it. Yeah. You're wearing too many like squeaky, rusty things. You're yeah. like wearing a a suit of armor last time. That's I was. Not wig- Those aren't wiggle clothes. Well, I got something ready for next time. I went through uh, Brett's garbage can and pulled out his uh, Ernest Goes to Camp outfit that I'll wear because <laughs> he's doing a, it's Ernest Goes to Camp uh, and Wages of Fear. <laughs> you don't want to watch that. You don't want to watch that before you use it. The next episode, Ernest Goes to Camp versus Wages of Fear. That was a sweaty episode. Here, look, uh, enough of the joking around. Stop 
messing around and get serious, serious. with us, please. Enough of the comedy, everyone. Chill out. Julie and Tom, the stars the of Double Threat, are going to be doing live shows. One in New York, one in Los Angeles. Wow. When? September 28th, Los Angeles at the Lodge Room. Tickets are on sale now, and they are going fast. So get your tickets. Hurry up. October 20th in New York City, the Bell House, one of our favorite venues, Julie and Tom, double threat, live at the Bell House, October 20th. Do not miss it. The tickets are on sale, and the tickets are going fast. These shows are almost sold out, and you got to make your move. You got to do it. And I and, know that we're not coming to your town yet, Yeah. but what a great opportunity to plan a trip to New York or L.A. Mm -hmm. right after the summer. No one likes to travel in the summer. Yeah. It's too hot. No. Just do it. Just come and it'll be fun. We're gonna, it, it shows The shows are seriously going to be fun. We have a lot of surprises and fun things we've been talking about for a long time. Brett is going to be there. It's going to be the full double threat experience live in front of you. And the tickets are on sale now. And there was an advance for Forever Dog Plus subscribers. So tickets have been selling for a couple days. This is the time, my friends, to do it to it because this is what we're doing. This is it's when we're worth doing the it. shows. It's worth it. We will make sure it's worth the trip. If you're traveling for the show, yeah. you will not regret it. Yeah. This is going to be the biggest, the best live podcast show you have ever been to or could ever go to. This is it right here. This, mm -hmm. These shows are going to be incredible. And don't even think of it as a live podcast show. Listen, we might not record it. We that. might not even put it out as a podcast. Yeah. Who we knows? haven't even decided yet. This might just be a live show, mm -hmm. period. I, yeah, I, I just, there, there's no guarantee. I've done live shows for Best Show. We never put them out in any way. And that's just, you had to be there for it. And that's, that might be how this works too. I don't, there's, we don't know, but you don't want to miss it is what we do know. Make this a party. Make this the highlight of the of your year. If you are traveling, I already saw on Discord, people are traveling from Toronto. They're traveling from the Good. Midwest. They're traveling from Virginia. They're traveling from down south. People are, they love it. You, know, you love a, a, an adventure that you get to go on, right? Mm -hmm. And if you are going to travel, get on that Discord. Because I already saw people are planning meetups, double threat fan meetups before mm -hmm. the show. We uh, will so help you, you build your city. itinerary. Mm -hmm. We'll help you build out your, if you're traveling for these shows. You won't be alone. Tom and I will let us know mm -hmm. Brett might choose you and we will help you plan your itinerary. Mm -hmm. We'll say, wake up 5 a.m. Yeah. Jog around 7th Avenue. Eat breakfast. Rockies. Eat breakfast Rocky style. Dozen eggs. Crack them in the glass. Yep. Because the thing is Rocky We'll tell you where to eat. We'll tell you what to do before the show. What about Rocky? Rocky suffered from low cholesterol. That's why he had to do that. He it was a very debilitating condition. He he needed to eat a dozen eggs before his day started. What was our what was going on in the eighties that our relationship to eggs was so fucked up? Mm -hmm. I don't know. We we're just like we need to just we need to sneak them into our system. I want to say a thing. We need to eggs. like 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 sneak up on our bodies and be like ah ha ha yeah. now you've got eggs in it. This is what I got to say about eggs. Yep. There's a restaurant chain called Egg Slut. Yes. This might be the best food that exists on God's green earth inside that place. I'll never know. I can't go in. I can't do it. First of all, my mom won't let me. 
Well, your mom needs to she was, talk about this, but she also won't let you in Pizza Hut. She won't let me go to Pizza Hut because she said that huts uh, are not safe, that they could fall at any time. Is she wrong? No, she's not. Um, she won't let me go to Pizza Hut. She still will not let me watch any of these James Bond movies. Well, the ones with Sean Connery racy. are like straight up gross. Yeah. Where he's like, ha ha, I just took advantage of her. Now I'm going to leave. Yeah. And then the ones uh, with Roger Moore are just kind of like weird because you're just like, did that 70 year old man just do some slow motion judo and beat <laughs> and, and beat like 15, 15 henchmen? It's fine. That's fantasy. But I understand why your mommy doesn't want you near yeah. it. But I will say that Egg Slut, I think that. The food could be good, but when you get in those doors, you mm -hmm. don't know what they're going to do. They could be doing, they could be like, like asking you stuff about your chest hair. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They could like look at your butt. They could look at your butt. It's terrifying. Because they'll be like, egg slut, egg slut. We just looked at your butt. Eggs. <laughs> and then if children are saying that, it's very scary. Yeah. As, as slow motion, if some kids are slowing down. Your mommy that thing is down, trying to have... protect you from scary things. That's what mommies it. are supposed to do. I appreciate it. And and I do want to make a confession on the air right now if I could. Um I did watch uh I I did watch uh For Your Eyes Only. I sneaky I sneakily watched it at Best Buy. It was playing. Oh, I did not Tom. there was no sound. There was no sound, admittedly. Um, don't um, go to Best Buy to watch movies. I love watching them at, at Best Buy because I love <laughs> I love I love places that are trying to sell televisions that don't know anything about motion, uh, shutting that motion thing off on a TV so that everything looks like a video game. Brett, you know what we should do today on the show? Oh, yeah. What's that? No, I was asking. What should we do on the show? Oh, today? I've got a, I actually have a, an idea I wanted to run by you. Um, uh, you know, we're always doing clips on the show. It's a lot of fun. But I thought let, let's have like a purpose to the clips because we got to get ready for this live show. Yeah. It's several months off. Yeah. Julie, you have any ideas? Mm. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, why yeah. not let's let's start with with, with some inspiration. So I asked yeah. uh, our, our great listeners. I said, send us some of your favorite live moments, things oh. that have happened because uh, we want this show to be memorable. So I was mm -hmm. thinking, what, what what do people remember when it happens live? What are the most memorable live things that have ever mm -hmm. happened? It could be uh, music, it could be on TV, it could be award show, it could be a, a, a pro wrestling sure. thing, whatever it is. Live things that stuck in your mm -hmm. memory, and then maybe we can glean some inspiration from these things yeah. about what, what what can we do to make our show. Oh, memorable oh, i love it i love it and did uh did anybody send any clips of the band live uh not a one no no oh, thank god i thought it was going to be just like i like hey. when brett's italian accent comes out not a one not a one not a not one, one. Yeah. Uh, mamma mia not a one a clip uh, yeah uh, maron yeah i thought we were going to get like here's uh this is from live from the from the 98 show this is a rear, a, an extended version of they did lightning strikes, uh, 
What is that? What is their song again? It's oh, lightning, but it's I can not. Feel lightning back again. Right? Like a rolling thunder chasing the wind. Forces spooling from the center of the earth. I can feel it. But what's their other song? What is another live song? Oh, I have no idea. They had other ones. That album was the Throwing Copper was a classic album. Yeah. Yeah. Throwing Copper? Yeah. That's what it's called when I do somersaults <laughs> around my apartment. <laughs> um, so you pulled, you and the listeners cobbled together. Yes, I asked, I asked listeners for some suggestions, memorable live moments. Uh, and hey, right now, these tickets are going fast. Right now, in the episode description, you'll find links to the uh, t- the ticket links for LA and New York. While you're listening, just grab your tickets right now while you're listening yeah. to this show. That's the best way to do it. Make sure you get tickets to to what is going to be an unforgettable night of entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, in the, I, I always mean to say this, in the episode descriptions every week, I put everything you could possibly need to engage with Double Threat. Uh-huh. You got the social links there. You got the Discord link. You've got the merch link. You've got the email where you can send us clips. You got everything you could ever need. That's your map. So if you ever have a question about anything double threat related, look in the episode notes on your podcast app. I guarantee it's in there. And Do if you know it's not, what's not on there? Let me know. What? You know what's on there? Your home address and social security number? Because that is what's on here. Call Brett at 404 444-2698. <laughs> i never heard him make that noise Uh, i loved it put that on the on the soundboard soundboard, soundboard. soundboard, please yeah i was gonna say i uh i need at least like three three to five before i create this thing you know just so i'm not wasting my time so we got two so far uh what and then me trying to talk over you saying my phone number What? Uh, what? Those are uh, both good. <laughs> I think Piscopo going. Monkey noise. Piscopo monkey noise. on there yeah, for sure. Good. What? Uh, <laughs> what? And the other thing I liked about these clips that were submitted, sometimes we do like real deep dives. We find obscure stuff, things that only have, you know, commercials from small businesses that only have a thousand views on Mm -hmm. YouTube. And that's a lot of fun. People send us some real classics. So I think you're going to be familiar with some of these. But, you know, let's look at the classics. Let's really, you know, let's go to the well for for inspiration. This is good for entry. This is a good entry episode. Look at this, Tom. We're playing the hits. We're playing the hits. We're playing the hits this is a good entry episode. This is where you get on board with double thread. If you're and also if you're new to the show, welcome. God, God, God help you. We just God want to say welcome. Welcome, new friend. We're gonna do right by you. We're gonna do right by you, new friend. Catch up. Julie's as funny as it gets. I'm no uh I'm no slouch. I'm no slouch. Brett is uh Brett is uh, Brett is uh Best producer in the biz. Best producer in the well. He's clutch. He's clutch. He's like he's like uh Brett reminds me a lot of Jerry West. Uh how's that? Uh because he throws temper tantrums and he thinks the Manson family's after him. <laughs> Your cease and desist is in the mail, he, Tom. He smashes golf clubs. <laughs> he smashes <laughs> golf clubs and he uh 
What does he smash them into where he just breaks them in half? And he hires private investigators to chase after uh, people who work for him. Is that <laughs> is that your way of telling us if someone was following you last night? Yeah. Well, Julie, who do you think was sitting in uh, in 18B next to you on the plane? That guy with private the Private investigator? Is that a private investigator? That was a private investigator, Brett Hire. Hey, can we do, Brett, can we do a private investigator episode where we interview some private dicks? I love that. Mm-hmm. That would be incredible. Let's do that. Yeah. That'll be fun. We'll f- and then we'll, we can crown, we could crown one of them sleaziest. Yeah. But don't if, tell them that yeah. when you're booking them. What if we do an episode like we say we want to we want to put out a shingle and start solving crimes? Or we, we could them recruit to... them by saying we have someone we need. We oh we recruit we hire them to follow Brett. We hire him to follow Brett. <gasps> or what if we hire him to follow Joe? Because Brett knows. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. We hire him to follow Joe. So one follows Joe, one mm-hmm. follows Brett, and then the third follows who? Jimmy Jazz. Yeah. We'll get the dumbest one to follow the cat. Yeah. Guys like uh, I couldn't find anything. <laughs> He's like sitting. He's like, he's like sitting he's like doing a, a stakeout. <laughs> he's like sometimes he doesn't need his food right away when there's too much water in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I could have told you that. Yeah. Or he's doing a stakeout. He eventually out. eats it. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah, he'll eat this stuff. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> he hasn't left his. He hasn't left his place yet. His hey, place. He's a cat, you idiot. He doesn't leave. <laughs> uh, so I've been staking out. I've been staking out that apartment for four days now. He hasn't left. Four days. Yeah, I've been in this car four days straight. Where'd you go to the and bathroom? He look, and he looks over at me and he's like, but this one's got problems. Yes. Yeah. This one, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing copper. She's doing somersaults again. <laughs> I just picture private investigators eating so much food in their cars. Yeah. And I shouldn't talk based on what I ate in... The last 24 hours alone, mm-hmm. Michael Phelps would be like, take it easy. Yeah. Michael <laughs> you know, Phelps. those things have calories, right? Yeah. He's like, look, I put back 11,000 calories a day. <laughs> He'd be like, bitch, chill. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Michael Phelps would say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would he say but it underwater? Said- would it be like, <laughs> <laughs> But I know he's a stoner. Be like, dude, and it says, bitch. chill. And then you pop the next bubble. It's like chill. He he would. But that said, I picture any stakeout like smelling like the like a car with with McDonald's mm-hmm. and like yeah. all I picture is like, oh, I brought us burger. Because if there's a second guy, maybe I've just seen too many movies where that happens, where two guys are staking mm-hmm. someone out and it's like i got his egg sandwiches or like mm-hmm. and then the guy at the the guy at the um steering wheel mm-hmm. just like immediately grabs whatever the second guy brings him and just starts unwrapping and eating it like there's never any like okay i'm just in the middle of something yeah there's no or there's never any like what did you get me they just unwrap it and start biting into it <laughs> Like so I've never much eating. Somebody put a thing in front of me. I would. I, there's a three minute conversation before I start eating it. What is this? Where'd this Where come from? from? Yeah. Who made it? 
I mean, that's the time. If you want to, if you want to do something criminal, and a private investigator is, or you're being tailed, mm -hmm. which is another word for followed, and you want to get away with something that you don't want them to see, mm -hmm. wait until they get their food. Yeah, wait because then their, their eyes are going to be on their on their sandwiches mm -hmm. and their sticky fingers. Mm -hmm. They're going to tuck into these like Arby's. Everything is like hot. Yeah. I liked in uh, Beverly Hills Comp when he sends yeah. over the food for him. And that was like, the best. He sends out the uh For Judge Reinhold. It was great. So, so Brett, we want to ask these PIs, yeah, these yeah, private yeah. dicks, mm -hmm. we want to ask them about stakeouts. We want to ask them about what's the best thing they ever ate in a car mm -hmm. and what's the worst thing they ever ate in a car. Mm -hmm. And... Um, we want to ask them about spy stores, you know, those stores that sell spy equipment where you can get a camera like hidden in a like jar of mayonnaise or something. We yeah. want to ask them about that and if they use any of that stuff. Okay. Yeah. We want to know all about that stuff. If somebody's just like, and, yeah, talking to this jar of mayonnaise. And we want to know what they did to get them fired from the police. Yes. Why they were not able to get on the police force. I got and, it. And, and, more, and more specifically, what does it take for the cops to fire you? How bad is the thing you did to get the cops? Yeah. To make it so you can't be a cop anymore. <laughs> where, the, where the cops are just like, yeah, hey, time for you to go. What, what did you do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I can't imagine. Can, now, I run, can I run a business idea by you real quick? What I just thought of? What's that? Yes. Uh, a uh, spy themed um, uh, takeout steakhouse called Steakout. Yes. Brett, I congratulations. Love it. You are now a millionaire. Yes. Uh, pen, just idea pending. That is a million dollar idea. Right? Steakout. Steakout's a great idea. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And is it just for people who are looking for something to eat in their car while they are right. following someone? Yeah, it's mm -hmm. or can anyone have it? Um, anyone could have it, but maybe we package it in such a way that, like, because because part of the fun will be sort of cosplaying that you are a spy or you are a, right, like you are meant a, to be a, eaten a, pri in your a car. private investigator. Sure. Yes, yeah. And if I order like if I order like a steak and uh, steak and a and a, and a a, a, a water and a, or an apple juice or whatever I'm yeah, getting. Baked potato. Baked potato, steak, cream, spinach. It should come, the food should come not in a bag, but in a diaper. Oh. Right? Oh, well, I wasn't expecting you're on a that, out. You're on a steakhouse. Tom, I was not expecting to picture creamed spinach in a diaper today. No, it's in a container. That's in a diaper with handles on it that you put on. Then it's, wait, hold on. So wait, it's in a container like a takeout box? Yes. It's just like imagine a plastic Can the diaper bag. just come with it? Sorry? I don't think it should be wrapped in it. Can the diaper just, can they just put the diaper in the bag the way you'd put a napkin in a bag? No, I think that we need to, because that's, that's wasteful. We, we can, we can, it's if we make, if we make bag shaped bag. diapers. I just don't want to put on a diaper that like has the heat and warmth from my food. But the whole thing mm, is, I do now that you said it. That sounds. Oh, Brett. <laughs> think, uh, think. Yeah, the food will be nice and warm. You're on a steakout, it's a little chilly. Yeah, it's Nobody cold. You can't to... leave your Fine. car running all night. Okay, 
You Can I just ask warm. one more question? Yeah. What are the stakes made out of? The stakes? Other bad cops? No, I would say they're they're meat. Oh no. Or they might have well, a, a beyond stake. There's gotta be a oh. beyond option. There's gotta be, yeah. 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 Okay. And you get the the orders. This is how it works. They they wrap on your window. They hand you the bag, which is a diaper. You unwrap I, it. You set your food on the passenger seat. You unwrap it like with the like the stickies, like the tabs that kind of on a diaper. You like well, not yet. You, the, don't un, sticker, uh, you don't sticker sticker backing. You take the food out, set it on the passenger seat. You open your car or door. the dashboard if you have a partner. Yeah, or on the dashboard. Then you get out of the car. Take your pants off. You put the diaper on. <laughs> you put your pants back on. Wait, get wait, back does, in the car. Eat, and then you're good for the next twelve hours. Does the stakeout establishment provide a modesty screen? No, it's a car door. You just use your car door. You strategically. Are you seated when you take your pants off, or you stand? No, you get up. You get up, and you kind of like stand. Aim your car door to kind of work as a shield. <laughs> what if someone can see your butt? This well, was my issue with, with egg slut. I want to go to a restaurant or eatery or drive through where no one's looking at my your bare part, butt. Your partner would see it. And you, you and your partner have showered in the police locker room. You've seen each other's There's butts. There's a locker room at, at the, the police? police? station? Sure. I, th- I think in order to keep it totally covert in the spirit of the thing, uh, maybe there's no uh, street lights in the parking lot. So the parking lot is completely pitch black. Mm-hmm. And the restaurant doesn't start serving until after dark, so that there would after be there dark. would be a sort of cer- cer- mm-hmm. a certain amount of natural cover that would be provided for the diaper change. There will mm-hmm. be a certain amount of natural crime occurring, that's for sure. <laughs> you want to go to this pitch dark parking lot and eat steaks made out of human beings? <laughs> a rumor I will start, unless, and that's right. I am blackmailing you. Oh my! You God, invest Brett. in modesty screens. This is what I'm uh, advocating uh, for. I want modesty screens, mm-hmm. and I want—I don't want the food wrapped in the diaper. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I'm just bumping on that. Okay. Would you be a spokesperson? I'm willing to agree to that if you agree to be a spokesperson for stakeout. Yeah, Tom and I will dress up like um, we'll wear aviator sunglasses. We'll both put mustaches mm-hmm. on. Yeah. What else do like? What else did detectives look like? I uh, I I can't be involved in this business. I actually have a, a conflict of interest. What the hell? What's your conflict of interest? I'm actually a shareholder in a business called. Um, it's called uh, Steak and Shake, and it's basically we do the same thing, but we also give you a copy of uh, Shake Your Booty, Frank Zappa. You get a you get a CD of Shake Your Booty, um, with each with each uh, entree. Well, I want to be involved in that one. God damn it! Okay, well, welcome on board the Steak and Shake team. Steak and Shake Your Booty. Yeah, I just got text that all my investors have dropped yeah. out. Sorry. And you know what? You know what our our theme song is, Julie. Mm. Idaho Enema Bandit. I knew you were going to change the name again. So for those of you who don't know, Tom likes referencing a Frank Zappa track called Illinois Enema Bandit, but he keeps changing the state. Uh So it's another state that starts with a vowel. Mm -hmm. And he's done Ohio and now he's up to Idaho. 
<laughs> yeah. It's a very like strange, subtle bit. And that's what we're all about here at Double Threat. Yeah, we we're are. not about pleasing people no. or making things accessible no. or even explicable. No. We are two dummies who act weirdly. Yeah. Who act very poorly. We act like we're bad. We're bad boys. Yeah. But seriously, I just want to say to everybody listening, I'm not joking when I say when this bleeping double threat live thing happens and you don't have a ticket and it's sold You're gonna out. You're going to feel like such I don't want to hear. I didn't have a I chance a to mistake. get my ticket. I didn't. I can regret I get my choices. I'm not standing right here. There's no list for the show. There's no list. No, there's only the S list, which yeah. you'll be on. That's the only list. Your own be. S list yeah. if you miss it. Yeah. There's no list. So get, get your tickets to the computer and <laughs> buy these tickets. September 28th, Lodge Room, Los Angeles. October 20th. October 20th. Bell House. Bell House. Brooklyn. Brooklyn. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And today we are going to be on theme. We're going to talk about live. We're going to get psyched up clips. for the live shows. What's With the first the clip you got, Oh, Brett? boy. Well, uh, speaking, of, uh, speaking of strange and subtle, which is a phrase you used uh, um, about a minute ago, this first clip uh, is, is strange, but it is certainly not subtle. This was a uh, famous live moment uh, that a couple people sent us, including uh, SC Sally on Instagram. Uh, it is uh, from the 1998 Grammys. Uh, during Bob Dylan's performance of Lovesick, uh, New York performance uh, artist Michael Portnoy, Michael Portnoy jumped up on stage. Mm -hmm. And uh, if uh, uh, for those who haven't seen this, Tom and Julie, if you wouldn't mind narrating what you're watching, sure, it's, of course, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And Tom and I have both seen Michael Portnoy in action at the Luna Lounge. Luna Lounge. Michael Portnoy was a mainstay back back then. It was eating it. Marin was there every week, and Michael Portnoy Todd was Barry. there most weeks. And Michael Portnoy would come on stage and do some sort of like weird bit that would usually end up with him naked. Mm -hmm. And um, he was just a guy in the scene. So yeah. weren't we surprised when, when this happened at the Grammys? When this happened and everybody was like, oh, my God, who was that guy? I It was very exciting to be a part of the small percentage that was like, I oh, know who Portnoy. that guy is. And uh, if you do want to watch along with us, uh, you can sign up at foreverdog.plus and get video episodes every week and watch along with us. Amazing. But for those just listening, uh, thank you for narrating. Here those we, of you here are just listening, I look great today. So Bob's playing. He's dressed kind of like a, like what, a Kentucky Colonel? <laughs> Got backup singers. Kind of, they're dancing. He's never sounded better. Yeah. It's a it's a very cool set, like a white set, like white white floor. Very, it looks very expensive and classy. Almost like the unplugged set, unplugged live. We're so Gen Xers. Playing, singing this song. Got a pedal steel player going off. Very exciting. Whoa. Hey, here, comes. here comes Michael Portnoy. So a shirtless guy comes on. With soy bomb written on his chest, and he's doing interpretive dancing, thrusting his arms right it. next to Bob Dylan. 
Bob Dylan looks still there. He looks a little Bob stressed Dylan out, but he's otherwise completely doing unfazed. what he planned to. He's looking past him now. <laughs> like, he is it's checked clearly out of something this experience. that people weren't sure if it was a part of the show or not. Now they're clearly cutting away from the guy while they're cutting away from Michael Portnoy while they remove him. Now he's gone. And the bass player who is, uh, is that T-Bone Wolk? He's laughing. I I think it's nicely, nicely Johnson from Guys and Dolls. The way he's dressed. Very, very. He's having uh, a grand old time. They did not. The show must go on, boy. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, Michael Portnoy, to his benefit, like, I've seen performers or dancers or whatever that, like, need a minute to get into it. He came fully warmed up. He was rolling hard on that, and he had the moves down big time. The energy kind of picked up, too, after he did that. I felt like the whole performance kind of kind of kicked into a next gear. Yeah. Bob Dylan should thank him. Yeah, he should. And then spank him. (laughs) And what was like sort of the understanding at the time where people like, what does soy bomb mean? Was that a statement politically? Like what did, what did people like? What was the, I think it was just a giant mystery that, and then people were just like, it was like, Oh, some wackadoodle ran on stage and danced around, but they just didn't know what that meant. And I still don't know what it means. Uh, Portnoy said, I think there was some, uh, people were trying to translate it as like, I am a bomb, like soy bomb. Uh, Mm -hmm. but then Portnoy uh, himself said that, uh, he used those words because soy represents dense nutritional life and he wanted art to represent dense trans transformational explosive life. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Was he arrested? (laughs) I don't know. Hmm. I wouldn't have arrested him. If I were Bob Dylan, I would have been like. I won't, that's my Bob Dylan impression. I won't press charges, I'd say. <laughs> that's it. Let me hear that Bob Dylan impression. I won't press charges. <laughs> not me, not me, Bob Dylan. We're good here. So you guys, uh, you want to see another live uh, clip? Another, um, yeah. Another. What else we got here? Oh, this one is fun. This is fun right I here. I do. Um, so this is, um, uh, this is from the world of pro wrestling, uh, but it does not involve a- an actual wrestling match. Um, okay. But this was this was sent to us actually by a, a couple people, including Joseph, um, as a very memorable live uh, moment. And I'll give you a little backstory here. This, this clip involves two people. One, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, and mm. two, Miss Elizabeth. Um, and during the golden age of the WWF, this was the Macho Man and Elizabeth was was this epic love story that, yes. that spanned many years. Mm-hmm. Um, and at, at this point, they had drifted apart. They had broken up because Macho Man uh, was jealous because Elizabeth was hanging out with Hulk Hogan. Uh, and then he kind of did this whole heel turn and turned into a villain. Uh, uh, and they separated. But uh, we were about to get their their big reunion that happened at uh, WrestleMania 7. And he had, he had actually just lost kind of Rocky 1 style. He had just mm-hmm. lost a big match. And it was a retirement match, which meant he never got to wrestle again ever. 
Um, and in his like sorrow and misery, the whole audience kind of turned their sympathies back to him. And then we get this grand reunion with the love of his life, Elizabeth. Uh, so I thought, you know, if we want to make the live show kind of dramatic and high stakes at some point, this might be a clip that you'll get some inspiration. It sounds from. very powerful. And I might, I, I could picture myself. There's a 30% chance I'll cry watching this. <laughs> I'm not I have kidding. the other 70%. Oh wow! Look at these people. Supposed to look like a Slim Jim because he was advertising them. That is the most robust suntan slash sunburn I've ever seen. They're back. An arena cheering love. And that weird 100% hairless body. Look at this. Look at the reactions. Was she a wrestler too? No, she was like his, she was his, his partner who was like his big cheerleader. Right, Brett? Is that Yeah, and kind of manager. There was always just these sort of auxiliary characters in professional wrestling. So she was around. She was a manager and assistant. And And just like a big... But when I say cheerleader, I don't mean like cheerleader. I mean just like number one supporter is what I meant. She was like always in his corner. Yeah. And then they lost their way. And then now they're back. People just weeping. People are truly moved by this. Weeping. And that is literally just, yeah. the most 80s outfit that has ever been well, created. Well, I'm just trying to, like, take into... I wasn't expecting her to be dressed for, like, just, like, a ritzy dinner. Because if you look carefully, there are, like, pockets sewn on the pants. Mm-hmm. Almost like... It started out as, like, a jean-sweater combination, but everything has been spangled within an inch of its life. Look at that gentleman. He lifted the rope for her to step through. Julie. A woman. This is a woman's dream. Someday, I hope someone will lift the rope for me to walk through like that. Yeah, I just wanted to show you this to you because I think it's important for us to, uh, you know, speak to the to the heart as well as to the funny bone in these live yes. shows. No, it's know. important. Everybody can understand. He's saying, can you feel the love tonight? Was Macho Man ever champ, Brett? Oh, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I think he had a a run as the champ. I also like that her earrings are made out of the same shape as the pattern of her shirt, as though two of the stars from her shirt just jumped onto her Mm -hmm. face. And she was like, get off, get off. And they like migrated to the sides of her face. And she's like, stay there. Yeah. She was a, an Ooh. elegant, an elegant person. And they're, yeah. they're both no longer with us. Is that correct, Brett? Yeah, sadly. Yeah. Oh, no. They die right after that. 
Uh, she was actually in a relationship with another wrestler and then died kind of tragically uh, in my hometown of Marietta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. With the chicken? Did she die? Did the chicken have anything to do with it? She pulled a peg in and whistle off the chicken. It was, uh, it was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> How many of the deaths from your hometown come from that chicken? Yeah. Um, enough for there to be, uh, it's like in the top 10 of, of causes of death right. in, in mm-hmm. Marietta, Georgia. Yeah. Chicken related. I mean, they're not, you know, they're not all the same though, but like mm-hmm. something related to the chicken. The third leading cause of death in, in Marionette, Georgia is when people say, uh, oh yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, for 10 bucks, I'll do it. <laughs> That's Hi, number three. This number two leading cause of death in Marionette, Georgia is somebody saying, watch this. It's fun. Number five leading cause of death is somebody going, yeah, I could fit that in my mouth. <laughs> there was a scene in the new John Waters book where the lead character, Marcia Sprinkle, is pretending to be a trans prostitute hitchhiking and she finds John and the John is lousy to her. So she decides to punch him out and then takes the Dr. Pepper bottle she's been packing mm-hmm. to misrepresent herself and stuffs it in the guy's mouth horizontally. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Why don't we get John And Waters he writes on it show? as casually as possible, as though that is just something yeah. one does. And she leaves him in the... Oh, and I think then she puts him in a trash can. Brent, get us John Waters. Seriously. Oh, do you want me to get Brent to do that or should I do it? I said I Brent. When he gets I said mad. Brent. Can you get us John? He Waters? liked you honestly, he preferred uh. being called boy. Yeah. He got more of a response. I'm trying to be polite. Look, I felt bad about calling you boy, but I I kinda liked it. No I get you know choice. I'm getting older, I'm getting anxieties of it. aging. I kinda liked it. It was a little, you know. All right. Felt young again. All right, you boy. Look great. Get us, you look great. Us, <laughs> okay, never mind. Get a, get us John Waters, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. the first time I said it. I was like, "That that is ugly." Yeah, but the second time you loved it. The second I've never time heard I you happier than the second time. Yeah, kind of. Tom, I've seen you happy, and I've seen you like elated. Yeah. Second time you realized that you were getting away with calling Brett boy. I've uh-huh. never seen you happier. I'll never do it again. I'll never do it again. I want to. Let me just say something. First of all, here it comes. I'd like to apologize. For what? To to Brett Bohem for the hurtful thing I said when I when I called you boy it was meant to be funny. It was not funny. It was it was super funny. And I want to say this, Brett. I've done a lot of talking lately. It's time I did some listening. I really appreciate it. that. Means a lot, and 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 it did it did you know kind of hurt. I just have I I have a, you know difficulty kind of you know, oh saying please when both I've of you blow it out your old blow it out your old wazoo. Forty seconds ago, Can, he said he he preferred it. And how are you guys feeling? Have you learned any like anything that you've been inspired by so far for the live show? Uh, these yeah, two pro- I mean, I'm probably gonna. Dr- you'd think that I'd dress like Miss Elizabeth and Tom would dress like Macho Man Randy uh-huh. Savage, but I think we're gonna reverse that. I think we're gonna reverse. Oh, it. great. Julie will have a beard long, and I'm a beard and gonna, long, greasy, sweaty black hair. I'm gonna make sure that my bare torso resembles the casing of a chorizo sausage, yeah. of a weird, overcooked ballpark Frank. Um, and 
completely. I'm gonna lift Tom up on my shoulders, and then when he, mm-hmm. when I, when someone holds the rope for him, as he's mm-hmm. already hinted that he wants someone to do, I'm gonna do a victory lap where I go to the one corner of the ring, and then I go to the other mm-hmm. corner of the ring, and then I go to the third corner of the ring. Do you know who would be a great ref in wrestling? Would be Brett. The marriage ref? I just picked, no, I picture Brett being the guy like. Yeah, you'd be a great ref. You're oh, right. Thank you. Completely yelling right. At a, yelling at a wrestler, like, mi- like missing the, missing the, the cheating. You. Right. And then like yelling at the good guy. You can't do that. Like, yeah. Like yelling at me while the other guy's getting a chair from under the. No, I won't turn idea. around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this a great is, idea. This next clip I got for you, this is another classic. And I feel like it's, you know, you're very familiar with this. You've seen it a hundred times, but I feel like we need to reckon with it in the context of doing our own live shows. We received this from several people, uh, including Sharon, a friend of the show, Sharon. And this is uh, from the uh, Oscars. uh, Let's see, which Oscars was this? Um, Is it the slap? Not the slap. This was. uh, You got to see the slap, everyone. I'm telling you. Fresh Prince slapped this dude, and okay. it was something else. He just slapped him. This was from the uh, oh God. When was this from? It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, it literally went. It did. Yeah. Did he say anything? Um, not that I caught. Was it in response to something? I missed that part too. I was watching the thing and all I heard was, and then I turned and looked up and then I saw the guy who played Fresh Prince walking away. Speaking of walking away, there goes Jimmy Jazz. Where's Jimmy? Oh, he's he's mad that his water has too much food in it. Mm-hmm. This is called this is called the soup strike. When his food is too much like soup. Mm-hmm. He wants me to know he's not happy. Right now, Jimmy Jazz is saying, I don't know, but I've been told I'm going hungry because there's too much water in my bowl. A bowl. I'm going hungry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I've gone hungry. Whoa. I don't mind eating me. I'm wet, but I don't. <laughs> but <laughs> Temple of the Cat. Temple of yes, the Cat. Temple of the Cat. That's where I worship. Yeah. So this is from the uh, 2014 Oscars. It's Adele Dazeem. You know this thing. But let's. let's of course. I, I think we should watch Mr. this. John with, Travolta. Watch this with fresh eyes. Let's Because we really need. We need a moment like this. We need mm-hmm. an Adele Dazeem moment at our live shows that people will talk about for years to come. So let's yes. watch this with fresh eyes and kind of get to the <laughs> bottom of how this happened and how we can recreate this. They'll talk about for years to come. <laughs> All right, let's check it out. John Travolta dressed like a priest a that colored in the white part of his collar. And for the songs that create their most memorable moments, here to perform the Oscar-nominated, gorgeously empowering song, Let It Go, from the Oscar-winning animated movie, Frozen, Please welcome the wickedly talented one and only Adele Dazim. <laughs> you know, you know what's so great about that? I mean, a million things are great about it, but literally the phrase the one and only was used. And it's like, yes, there's actually 
Actually, Adele Dazim is rarer than one and only. There's zero Adele Dazims. <laughs> the none and only. The wickedly talented. Wickedly. The one and only. And the way he leaned in, he even did like a respectful, as if like he was being like respectful. Come of on, her, this is Adele Dazim we're talking about. By saying like Adele Dazim. <laughs> like he was trying to be culturally respectful. <laughs> <laughs> Could you get just the very end of him saying that, like, animated movie Frozen? Please welcome the wickedly talented one and only Adele Dazim. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like leaning into the pronunciation so hard. Adele Dazim. What a goof. Soundboard! Soundboard! Yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> Me Adele trying to talk Dazim. over you saying my phone number. Piscopo Monkey Adele Dazim. Because is that him second guessing the, like, that he already jumped off the bridge and he's like, oh, and here I go? Or is him being like, aha, other cultures need sensitivity, and this like, lady's name is Adele Dazim? I, I, it is such a such a riddle what he was doing up there. <laughs> I mean, I would love to be in his brain for five seconds. Mm-hmm. What amazing. do you think it would be like if you woke up one day and you were in John Travolta's brain? I would never leave. How would it sound? I think. It, in his brain, I think it would be going. I was thinking that it would be full circus, but I was like, circus music is predictable. And I think his would be a little bit more randomized. Okay. It's almost like a scrambled. You think that's what the sound in John Travolta's head is? I think it probably is something like, it's probably like, bounce. Gangnam style. Oh, okay. Gangnam style. Yeah. Like a weird ACDC sigh match. I could see that. Yeah, that makes sense. I took my look who's talking money and I hired Sigh to perform with ACDC. Is that anything, Sigh Edelman? Is that something? What's that? <laughs> Say it again. Cy Edelman. The character from Mysterious Cy, Man, but the guy who played... Yes. If Cy played that character... Yes. I think we'd have a very different conversation about the Coen brothers when we t-shirt, did our... T-shirt! T-shirt! When we did t-shirt. our top... Yeah, that's a T-shirt alert. T-shirt. That's what we need. Julie. What? Brett. Yeah. T-shirt alert, like a sound effect. Oh, Put that on the great, sound. Like a siren. T-shirt alert. Someone with a T-shirt alert. We're going to record. Alert. Julie and I are going to record it right now. Okay. Ready? All right. Three, two, one. T-shirt. T-shirt alert. T-shirt alert. T-shirt alert. T-shirt alert. T-shirt alert. There you go. All right. You want another uh, live clip? This is from another uh, Oscars ceremony, the 1989 Oscars. Uh, This was submitted by several people as well, including at State Sounds on Twitter. 
Uh, and this is uh, the opening sequence of the 1989 show, uh, kind of an infamous sequence. Ooh, so maybe Rob this is more Lowe. of a cautionary. Is this tale. Rob Lowe? This is Rob Lowe. This is Snow, and White Snow White and Rob Lowe. Yes. Oh, this is the most important thing of all time. Yeah. So this, uh, I don't know. Maybe which a, part are you going to show? The the guys with their heads in the tables, or the very beginning, or the Rob Lowe? I got like, the whole thing. So feel free to shout it out if you want me to skip ahead. Well, we can't watch the whole thing because it's like 12 minutes long, right? It is 12 minutes long. Yeah. Uh, well, let's let just pull start it up from here. the. Yeah. Well, the beginning is good because you get to see the celebrities in the audience react mm -hmm. to her. And Tom Hanks looks so embarrassed. And Martin Landau is just so happy to be there. Kevin Klein looks annoyed. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's one of the great legends of Hollywood. She's back with us tonight, Miss Snow White. Good evening. Oh, good evening, Mr. Archer. It is so exciting to be here tonight. I'm a little late, though. Can you tell me how to get into the theater? That's easy, Snow. Just follow the Hollywood stars. Follow the Hollywood stars? Oh, and then there's two people in... I mean, whatever. It's inexplicable. I was about to narrate it, but there's just no point. So there's some dancing. There's like literal people wearing costumes, like five point stars on stage, little bow ties on their shoes, spinning around, doing a little dance. But their faces are covered, which means that they're retaining some dignity, whereas this yeah. poor actress. It means they knew what was coming. There's Kevin Klein. Look at, look at Kevin Klein. Yeah. That's when Kevin Klein had his Bud Abbott mustache. I mean, uh, if I was looking for a ride, I could do a lot worse. Martin Look how happy Lando. Martin Lando is. Is that to Martin Lando? Yes. What was he doing there? At that point, crimes was... and misdemeanors, I think. Look at how embarrassed Tom Hanks is. Yeah. Corny's being polite. Dustin Hoffman. So is Dustin old Hoffman. Who's old Dusty? Who's that? I think that was Glenn, I mean, um, Farrah Fawcett. Glenn Close. This sucks. It rules. You're crazy. This line of work, this is why this industry is, is damned. Decision making. Like, look, of course it's insane and it's amazing. But it's the idea that this is what they did with the platform was to just get it. They got it right in a way that we're still talking about it in 2022. Look, we're not watching Neil Patrick Harris on the Tonys running around doing that amazing performance. Mm -hmm. We're watching a, a train wreck. I love it. I, would you be surprised if I told you I watched this uh, like two days ago in full? No, 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 no. no. Okay, because I did. So Snow White's dan dancing around now. And now it's like a, a, a club, it's a Coconut nightclub. Grove. And everyone's dancing on stage and they're in their elegant gowns and tuxedos and dancing around. I wish the Oscars was still like this. I think they got it right. And this was Alan Carr was the producer who did. That's right. Grease. And here's Merv uh, Griffin. Can't you know, stop everybody, the music. Everybody's favorite movie star, Merv Griffin. <laughs> Come on! You don't think it's great that like Merv Griffin just decided to sing "I've Got a Lovely Bunch of Coconuts" for a, in the middle of this godforsaken for, thing for a motion picture award show? No, I don't. Yes, come on! You it's great. The guy who sold come the most on! Aluminum siding You're wrong. It's awesome. 
right? Might also have somebody who sold the most insurance policies up there, too. That's as much of a connection as Merv Griffin has. It's to funnier movie. if it's Merv Griffin. Who's this fossil? Look at these guys. <laughs> Who's this battle axe? <laughs> That's Cinturice, uh-huh. you disrespectful so and so. Carrying herself with more dignity than this and number who allows. Who is it? Sid, Sid Charisse. Ah, Sid Charisse, the great Sid Charisse. You don't know who she is. Oh, I know Sid Charisse. Look at these. Why can't I go to restaurants where, where waiters dance. do this? <laughs> right. And then Sid Charisse got shown off by another crypt keeper in training. <laughs> Now they're doing some uh, hula moves. Who's this? I'm not sure. Is Fred Ott going to be up here at some point? <laughs> the guy who sneezed? I think you're crazy that you're not enjoying this. Is the guy who gets shot in the stomach by the cannonball going to be up there? <laughs> so there's Roy Rogers and uh, and uh, what's her face? Uh, what was her name again? Dale, Dale Evans? Vincent Price. <laughs> Here's Vincent Price. Oh wow. Yeah. Isn't it exciting? See, we didn't need the slap. We had this. Yeah. Meet your blind date, Roblo. And Roblo had just been arrested for with like what were the legal consequences of him having that sex tape with like an underage girl? There were none? I'm a big fan of yours, Snow. I can't remember. There's so much I'd like to know about Who's in the back there? Adrian Zamed? No, it's Barton Fink. Used to work a lot for Walt Disney. This rules. You're crazy if you don't like this. No, they all, what's that? Look how... He's so bad. Wait, can you rewind that? Can we hear Rob Lowe crack on Grumpy and Sleepy, please? Because I want you to, I just want you to tip your hat to this actress who's doing this thankless job in this cold room of movie stars who hate everything going on. Yeah. But she's committed and she's at least like staying on point. Roblo slows down the whole pace. Yeah. You can see he's like feeling himself and then his voice cracks on grumpy and sleepy. Night and day. But you said goodbye to grumpy and sleepy. <laughs> No. Look, it's amazing. This is clearly amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. But it's also terrible. Did he also do the Sgt. Pepper movie? Did Alan Carr also produce that? I think he did. I mean, think about how much forgettable stuff people do. What happened to Alan Carr? Did a did a did a did He's, good entertainment he, he, kill his parents and he was forever think, trying to Well after this his career revenge. was over. This was officially I think the name of this video, if I'm not mistaken, is the twelve minutes that killed Aaron Carr's career. Yeah, that's correct. Thank you. I hear you, Jamie. Now they're getting down, they're all dancing around. I think there's Rob Camaletti. Up there, Cher's boyfriend, the bagel, bagel, the bagel boy. I think Joey Buttafuoco. I just saw him up there. I think everyone who escaped He's from the BTK killer is there. Gary Hart's up there dancing, SS Monkey business, right? I think uh, Oliver North. I just saw. 
up there. Fawn Hall doing a dance. Al Haig. So watch the tables. You see the, the lamps under the... Mm -hmm. <laughs> the guys' heads are wearing the lamps as headpieces. There's somebody still going to get um, acupuncture because they were a dancing table in this thing in 1989. There's still mm -hmm. somebody saying, like, yeah, my neck has never been right <laughs> since I had to wear that 90-pound table on my shoulders and sit there right, for two hours on stage <laughs> while every lamp actor on my head. came in. I think the Academy formally apologized after this. Now, who would have thought that? Who would have thought that "Do the Right Thing" wouldn't win any awards that year? Who could have possibly guessed that "Do the Right Thing" would get completely shut out? Look at Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Hines. is just like, yeah, he's like, that's about right. As she positions her head, she goes through these. Now it's a giant reveal. It's the Chinese theater. So we're at the box office. Also, Roblo is still there. And what movie's playing there? Arthur Two on the Rocks. <laughs> really? No. Gone with the Wind. Oh, I wish. What's the other movie? I think it's Snow White. It's the other one. That would make sense. He looks like a murderer, Rob Lowe. Looks like he's trying to figure out who's going to kill Would you be surprised? Oh, he's what a smelling her hand. Now they pull back the set and they reveal some bellhops. You'd be a pretty good bellhop, Brett. Oh, thanks. I mean, in the best way, you'd run the show. You'd run the show of the hotel. There's a kick line, obviously. Yeah. I'd love to be a bellhop. You get to wear one of those uh, cool costumes. Yeah. Get stay on your feet most of the day. Never a dull moment. Never a dull moment as a bellhop. That's yeah. for sure. Never a dull moment. Especially now that people have plenty of bags. dull moments as a bellhop. It would be mostly dull moments. Watch this. Watch this. This is gonna be a reveal. She's gonna be wearing something crazy on her friggin' head. How far back is this set going to go? It's just going to be the street before you know it. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes, thank you. Wow. Yeah, they, they, these should have been the 12 minutes that made Alan Carr's career. I don't it, know. Thank you. Exactly. I think we should recreate and this. And I didn't uh, even make a single shot. joke about cocaine. I did not make a single joke. Where's my trophy? Everyone gets a trophy except for me. I tell you, that's one of the things I'm so sick about these days. Everyone gets a trophy. Everyone gets a trophy. All right, I'm done. <laughs> okay. Lily Tomlin comes out. Oh, wow. She does her best to deal with it. She, she's just like, okay, this is crazy. Man, what a, what a collection of, of misfits. What a collection of misfits and, and oddballs. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. And I, it gives me inspiration for what we're going to do on our show on... Uh, on September uh, 28th. Yes. And then on October 20th in L.A. and New York, respectively, at the Lodge 
room. The Lodge Room and, in beautiful and Highland the Bell Park. Bell House. Mm-hmm. In beautiful Brooklyn. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. Get your tickets now. So they are buy selling. Buy your tickets in the link in the show notes. It's so easy. Just scroll down in your podcast app into the description. There's there's two links there. One for mm-hmm. LA, one for New York. Click on the one that makes sense. Or buy tickets to both. Yeah. How about that? Buy tickets to both. Anybody buy tickets to both. Listen, I'm buying tickets for both. Or no, I'm not buying tickets, but I have to be there. I'll be at both. So I'll be at both. Anybody comes to both shows, I'll I'll honor you afterwards. I will bow to you yeah. and name I'll rename Jimmy Jazz. Mm-hmm. Whatever your, your first name is, Jazz. Yeah. For for five minutes and then I'll change it back. My name's Clark. Clark Jazz it is. <laughs> Come here, Clark. Everybody, thanks for listening. We will be back next week for more fun things. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a grand old time. And it's double threat time. And come see us live. Keep listening. Uh, rate and subscribe and review the show and... Check out the merch over at tpublic.com slash stores slash double dash threat. There you go. Go check it out. It's all in the links, though. It's all in the links. I put it all there for you. It's so easy. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Brett. And thank you, Julie, for thank you, Tom. For this entertaining time we all just had. And we'll be back next we'll week. Back so next goodbye. Week. Bye. Forever. <laughs> This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.